In the word of the Lord for the year 2014, we are encouraged to enlarge, expand, hold nothing back. The rest of Isaiah chapter 54 bears key promises that empower us as we make this journey. Barrenness will be broken. God will do an unusual work. There will be no shame or disgrace as you pursue this. God is so committed to you. You are in a new season of great mercy. God will do an extraordinary work. You are protected. We're going to take a few moments to uh, be together in God's word. Why don't we just pray and then we will spend some time together in the word of God. Father, we just thank you for this morning. And we thank you that you are Lord in our lives and Lord in our midst. And even as we hear your word, speak to every heart, minister to every life, and let your kingdom be established in our hearts, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Now, usually what I do on the first Sunday of the year is to review the word of the Lord uh, that we brought at the New Year's Eve service. So for those of you who were at the New Year's Eve service, this is going to be a repeat, uh, most of it. You're going to hear the message one more time. Uh, for those of you who missed the New Year's Eve service, you're going to hear uh, the word of the Lord. And, uh, and then I'm just going to set some direction of where we're going as a church uh, for the year ahead. And, uh, and, and then we'll take some time to pray and close right after that. You know, uh, towards the end of each year, it's been customary for many years. Uh, we listen to the Lord. We say, God, what are you telling us as a church for the year that's up ahead? And that's what we bring every New Year's Eve service as the word of our Lord and say, this is what God is saying to us as a church. Uh, this is where we're going. Uh, it does not mean to say that this is the only thing that God is speaking to us. But it's a primary thing, an important word that he wants us to pay attention to so that we could run with it and we have focus and direction for 2014. So the word of the Lord for this year, 2014, is enlarge, expand, and hold nothing back. So basically around early November, that number 10th, number 11th, Isaiah, the 54th chapter, was just heavy on my heart. It just came up in my spirit. And so I began to pray and say, God, is this something you're speaking just to me personally, uh, getting me ready for something up ahead? Uh, what is it? And it just kept going on and on in my spirit. I was reading that chapter, Isaiah 54. So if you have your Bibles, you could turn there. And uh, as time went by, it became clear that uh, this was not a message just for me personally, but something to bring to all of us as a congregation, as a church, saying, look, this is what God is speaking to us for 2014. And the key verses that we read is from Isaiah 54, verses 2 and 3, from which we bring the main message, which is enlarge, expand, hold nothing back. And we'll come to that. But the rest of the verses in Isaiah 54 are promises that God is giving to us, saying, look, if you will step out and begin to move and enlarge and expand and hold nothing back, then here's what I'm promising you that I will do for you as you make this journey in 2014. So let's just go through that. Isaiah 54, I will start off with verse 1, and I'm going to be reviewing the word of the Lord now for 2014. So Isaiah 54, and we'll read verse 1. Sing, O barren, you who have not born, 
Break forth in his singing and cry aloud. You have not labored with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. So the first promise here is that barrenness will be broken off our lives. Amen? So say this with me. Barrenness will be broken off my life. Meaning areas of, in our lives where we've been barren, unable to bring forth. God is saying, I will break that off. And instead you will bear, bear forth. You will bring forth your children. You'll give birth to the purpose of God for your life. You'll birth that which God has ordained for you. Now we said this, that barrenness does not mean that everything is going wrong in your life. Things could be going well. But... There could be some areas in life where we are unable to break through, unable to get into maybe higher levels, higher realms that we've been wanting to break into. We've not been able to break through. And so God is, will break that barrenness off, causing us to break in to those higher realms. Amen? So get ready this year for barrenness to be broken off and for you to see the purpose of God coming forth in, in a powerful way. And notice what he says, more are the children of the desolate than the married woman. Meaning the manner and the measure in which God causes you to give birth is going to be extraordinary. Amen? He, he said he will do it. And in anticipation of that, he says, sing, celebrate, rejoice. You start praising Him, you start celebrating Him, it, uh, celebrating what He's going to do because you are anticipating barrenness to be broken off and for you to move into new realms in your life. Now this could be in your spiritual walk, uh, this could be in your professional life or in some other area of life or maybe multiple areas of your life where you're saying, God, I need to see barrenness broken off in these areas of my life. So you receive that and you say, God, I'm expecting are breaking forth of the purpose of God in these areas of my life. And then here's the mandate in verses 2 and 3. He says, enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you will expand to the right hand and to the left. And your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. So now God is saying, I want you to do something. I want you to enlarge, increase your capacity. I want you to expand and spare not. Hold nothing back. I mean, don't do, don't do this half-heartedly saying, you know, it might work. You know, after all, the pastor preached on New Year's Eve service. <laughs> now, don't take that kind of an approach. He said, spare not. Hold nothing back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. Spare no effort to enlarge and expand and increase your capacity in whatever area that you're believing God for. So he says, enlarge, expand, hold nothing back. Amen? So whether it's in your spiritual walk with the Lord, and you're saying, God, I want to see growth in, in my spiritual life or in the ministry, or whether it's in your professional life or in your career or uh, whatever area of, of life you're looking at, God is saying, enlarge, expand, hold nothing back. Begin to increase your capacity and what you can do. And in order to increase your capacity, sometimes you may need to train. 
For example, the athletes, right? He runs a certain distance now, but if he wants to run longer or he wants to run faster, he trains. He increases his capacity. Sometimes you need to stretch in order to increase your capacity. Go beyond what you're just comfortable with. Push a little harder. Stretch a little further. Increase your capacity. Sometimes you need to add new skills in order to increase your capacity. Whatever it takes, you enlarge, you expand, you hold nothing back because God is saying, I will cause you to grow. I will cause you to expand. We also said that sometimes we need to reposition, reprioritize, realign, refocus in order to achieve this. Maybe you've got many multiple things going and sometimes God brings you to a place and you know, all that is nice, now it's time to focus. So that you can expand. Because focus brings breakthrough that may not be achieved otherwise. That's why you have laser focus. Because the laser can do something with just ordinary light will not be able to do. It penetrates much further and deeper uh, than just an ordinary beam of light. So sometimes God says, you know, in order for you to enlarge and expand and, and, and grow, you need to come to a place of focus. Let go of a few things and, so that you would reposition yourself and realign and refocus in order to achieve this. Now as we do this, here are the other promises. Verse 4, he says, do not fear, for you will not be ashamed, neither be disgraced, for you will not be put to shame. You will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. So here's a promise. God is saying, look, as you do this, as you begin to enlarge and expand and hold nothing back, I'm promising you that there will be no shame or disgrace. Sometimes you're afraid to do this because of the past. You remember the shame of the past. Maybe you tried it before and you failed. So that haunts you and me. It holds us back from trying again, from expanding or reaching for more. But God's saying, there will be no shame. Don't fear. You will not be disgraced. Verses five, verse 5, he assures us. He says, your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And your redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. He's called the God of the whole earth. So God is saying, listen, your maker is your husband. The one who made you is married to you. He's committed to you. Amen? Who else do you need? He says, your maker is committed to you. He's with you. He's going with you. So go ahead. Enlarge and expand. Hold nothing back because God is committed to you. Verses 6 through 8. For the Lord has called you like a woman forsaken, grieved in spirit, like a youthful wife when you were refused, says your God. For a mere moment I have forsaken you, but with great mercies I will gather you. With a little wrath, I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness, I will have mercy on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. So he says, listen, he's called you. You've been like, you've been like a woman forsaken. You've been through a season where you seem to be grieved in spirit. You've been through a season where it seemed like God's forsaken you. But now he's saying, look, it's a new season where I, am, I will come to you with great mercies and with everlasting kindness. So forget the season where it seemed like God has forsaken you. Forget the season where it seemed like uh, you've been grieved and you've been forsaken. 
This is a new season of great mercy and everlasting kindness. So understand that. Recognize that. As you make this change to enlarge and expand and, and hold nothing back, you're moving from a season where you seem to have been forsaken to a season of God's great mercy and kindness. Verses 9 and 10, he assures us that he's committed to his promises to us. He says, for this is like the waters of Noah to me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah would no longer cover the earth, so have I sworn that I will not be angry with you nor rebuke you. For the mountain shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has mercy on you. So he's saying, look, this is like a promise I'm making. My promises to you are good. Things that God has been speaking into your heart, into your life, says my promises are good it's like the promise i made in the waters of nova that i'll never destroy the earth again in this manner the mountains may depart and the hills be removed but my covenant will remain my promise to you will remain god will make his promises to you and me and make it good verses 11 and 12 god assures us that he will do an extraordinary work in our lives he says oh you afflicted one Sometimes you may feel, man, I'm so afflicted. That's me. Tossed with tempest and not comforted. Man, I've been just pushed, tossed to and fro. It's like the waves and the billows of life have been over and over and over again upon me. Been tossed to and fro and there seems to be no comfort. God speaking to you. What he's saying, listen, I'm going to do something for you. I will lay your stones with colorful gems. I will lay your foundations with sapphires. I will make your pinnacles of rubies, your gates of crystal, and all your walls of precious stones. What he's saying? Imagine a building that is built not with ordinary bricks or ordinary stones. Imagine a building that is built with gems and precious stones. His pinnacles of rubies and, and gates of pearls. Meaning God is saying, listen, you seem to have been afflicted. You seem to have been tossed with tempest and there has been no comfort in your life. But listen, I'm about to do something extraordinary in you. You'll be like this building that's built with all these precious stones. It's an extraordinary, unusual work. Amen? Now do you receive it? Do you receive it? I just like, Pastor, that's a good preaching. Go to the next verse, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Receive it. Say, God, I receive it. I'm expecting an extraordinary, unusual work to be done. I mean, who builds a building with precious stones? Who builds a building with sapphire and rubies and emerald and makes the gates of pearl? But God's saying, that's what I will do in your life. Do something unusual. Do something extraordinary. And you've got to receive it. Say, God, I believe that you will do that kind of work in my life. Amen. This year is not going to be an ordinary year. But I'm expecting God, even though I may have entered this year as somebody who's been afflicted and tossed to and fro and no comfort in my life. But I'm expecting things to change in 2014 because it's in that chapter that you laid on my pastor's heart. I'm receiving it. It's a word for me. It's right there. If you believe it, God makes his word good for you and me. Amen. So don't just listen to it like a nice sermon. Receive it. Saying, God, I'm expecting it to happen for me. It's not by accident that I'm sitting here this morning hearing this. And then in verse 13, he promises he'll take care of our children. He says, all your children will be taught by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. Your children will be taught by the Lord. 
And I, and I believe it's both for our natural children, but also for our spiritual children. So in, in the natural, you look at your own children and say, God, I thank you. You will teach my children. They will be taught by the Lord. I thank God for our children, the teachers who teach in children's church. But God is promising all your children will be taught by the Lord. And they will have great pains. So you begin to pray, begin to contend for your children. Saying, God, my children will be taught by the Lord. The Holy Spirit is dealing with them. The Holy Spirit is molding them. The Holy Spirit is moving on their hearts and, and, and teaching them and training them and uh, giving them counsel and keeping them from error and all the wrong ways. So you begin to believe God for your children. Same thing about spiritual children, about young people rising up in this house. I believe you'll, this year will be a year when we'll see many young people rise up to become leaders in the house of God. Amen. Young men and women will rise up at fill in places of responsibility and have the Spirit of God coming on them and teaching them, equipping them, raising them up to be mighty in God in the house of the Lord. Amen. That'll, this will year we'll see that happen. Verses 14 through 17, he promises us divine protection. He says, in righteousness you will be established. You'll be far from oppression, but you will not fear. And from terror, from terror, for it will not come near you. Indeed, they shall surely assemble. But not because of me, meaning I'm not going to just, I'm not forcing them to come against you. Whoever assembles against you shall fall for your sake. Behold, I have created a blacksmith who blows the coals in the fire, who brings forth an instrument for his work, and I have created a spoiler to destroy. Now, this God is saying, Look, I'm above the man who makes all these weapons of destruction. Verse 17 No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you will condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. So basically in these, in these four verses, 14, 15, 16, 17, God is saying, I will be your protector. People may assemble against you, but those who come against you will fall. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment, God says, I will condemn. No weapon formed against you will prosper. Amen. So I don't know what the year ahead holds. There may be oppression there may be people come to harass and trouble but we stand firm knowing that they will not be able to harm or prevail against us amen we continue boldly in in the lord so the word, this is the word of the lord i want to encourage you to read isaiah 54 and receive this in your heart and begin to act on it you know it's great to hear a prophetic word but it's of no use if all you do is Put it under your pillow and leave it there. You need to act on the word. You need to take that word in content. And God, you've spoken this word over my life. I'm expecting to see it happen. Otherwise, the year will come and go and it'll be like, oh, yeah, oh, oh yeah, you said something there, you know. Forgot about it. No, take it. Content for it. Amen. I've written, here's what I do. I write down specific things that I want to see and go after in 2014. I don't just leave it to chance. I say, okay, for my spiritual life, this is what I'm going after in 2014. For my family, this is what I'm going after. For my uh, uh, ministry, for the church, these are things. I'm going to put it down on paper. I have it done. I've typed it out. I said, this is what I'm going. And I keep it in my Bible so every morning I can review it. I remind myself, this is what I'm going after for 2014. I'm not leaving things to, for chance. But as God has spoken, I'm, I'm moving after these things. 
And I'm going to build faith. And I'll build faith in my heart to believe and receive that from God. Amen? So I want to encourage you the same way for different areas of your life. You write down what you believe God's calling you to do. Pursue this year. Write it down. Review it every morning. Make it part of your prayer. Reach out for it in faith. Because if we are going to receive from God, we have to exercise our God's called all of us to walk that way. We walk by faith. So by faith, you reach out for that. Say, God, I'm contending for this in my life. And I will not let go until I see that happen. Amen? Now let me just talk about some of the plans we have for the church and and so on. Uh, You would have received our 2014 calendar in case you did not. Please pick one up. Uh, at the info desk on your way out. Also the magnet with the word of the Lord. Take it with you. Uh, There's our connect. Now this 2014 calendar is our entire plan for 2014. For every month, all the things we've planned uh, is listed here, month by month. So you know exactly what events are happening, what are the outreaches and so on. I just want to quickly summarize this for us, uh, what we are planning to do in 2014. Uh, Some of the new things. Many of our, uh, our outreaches will continue. The things that we have been doing. Catalyst, which goes into several schools uh, every week. Uh, teaching scripture, that team, that work will continue. In fact, in the new academic year, we will expand that and increase that. Uh, the uh, campus elevates, the youth, ca- the elevates that are happening in various college campuses, that will continue throughout this year. So if you want to get involved, especially young people, get into those college campuses and uh, proclaim Jesus throughout the year. That will continue. Our Christmas workshops will continue reaching out to people, not only in the church, but outside, uh, uh, across all our locations in Bangalore and Mangalore as well. We'll continue that. Um, uh, we are going to do two urban youth conferences this year, one here in Bangalore and one in Mangalore. The urban youth conference is really an outreach to, youth, to reach young people outside the church. So that, uh, that, again, will be another form of outreach happening this year. A couple of new things we're doing is this year is we're going to have healing services at our different locations uh, where we are specifically keeping on on a big Sunday. So big Sunday will happen once a quarter. What's the purpose of the big Sunday? The big Sunday. That Sunday is an evangelistic Sunday. It's a Sunday where our whole focus is to invite people who don't go to church normally, invite them for that Sunday so they can hear a simple presentation uh, of something from the Word of God that relates to their life and, uh, and, and as, a ch- as a way to lead them to Jesus Christ. That's a big Sunday. Just as an outreach for us to invite people. So we'll have every quarter, big Sunday will continue happening. But what we're doing is uh, uh, at each location, on one of those big Sundays will be a healing service. So we're starting off from APC West. Uh, this, um, are we having a healing service on one of these Sundays? Um, and, and, and just, just invite people in the community, bring the sick, and just let people in the church minister to them. So we will, we will do that at our different locations. Again, as an additional outreach of reaching out to the community uh, and reaching out to people that way. Uh, uh, that will happen. Uh, the other thing we are doing this year is a secret place, which we'll be doing every quarter. So in the past, we did it, you know, now and then. But we're stepping that up. Secret place is happening every quarter. That means once a quarter we're going to meet all night for eight hours of continuous worship and intercession. Hopefully we can step it up from there. Once you get used to that we can step that up further. So so come, don't miss the secret place. All the dates are in your calendar. Put that in your calendar. Make sure you come there for eight hours of just seeking or worshiping God. The other beautiful thing is this. 
there are a couple of pastors who got together from Mysore and said, we want you to come uh, and help us just build unity in our city and bring our churches together, bring healing. And so we are working with those pastors in the city of Mysore. And one of the things, first things we said was, we're going to come together to do a secret place. So we're going to do a secret place in Mysore as well. And they've also scheduled two secret place gatherings in the city of Mangalore. Uh, that will happen during the day on a Sunday. And again, those dates are on the calendar. So come to Mangalore. We want you to come. Uh, you say, what are you going to do there? You're going to be in Mangalore. You're going to spend about six hours of worshiping and interceding for that city. Amen? So come as a worship missionary to Mangalore. Come as a, 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 as a prayer missionary to Mangalore. Those dates are in the calendar. The first one was in February. Uh, when we will go to Mangalore, we'll spend time there just worshiping and interceding in the city of Mangalore. So just come. It's going to be on a Sunday, so you don't even have to take a day off from work. Uh, just be there uh, worshiping God in that city and just changing that atmosphere in that city. Amen? Our outreach in Mangalore will continue. I'll continue from next Sunday. I'll start going there every Sunday uh, for the church there. Others have been holding it up. I took a break in December. Um, next Sunday, I'll be back traveling to Mangalore. Uh, and that work will continue. We really want to establish a strong church in the city of Mangalore. So those are kind of some of the things that in terms of outreach. In terms of our missions, what we're doing this year uh, is we're having five pastors' conferences. Or we're calling it Christian Leaders' Conferences this year because we're opening it to all the leaders. The first one is happening for, for the South. South India is happening this week, Friday and Saturday, right here in Bangalore. Then in March, we'll be in Chandigarh. Uh, then we'll be in Calcutta, Lucknow, and Ahmedabad over the course of the year. Different Christian leaders conferences, getting leaders in those areas and those regions together. And this year we'll be teaching them on the house of God, how to raise up local churches according to God's blueprint. Now all of you are welcome to come to any one of these conferences. Just come as a part of the team to serve and, and minister. And what we're doing this year is that in each one of these locations, in Chandigarh, Lucknow, uh, Kolkata, Lucknow, and uh, Ahmedabad, we're also going to do a secret place as part of the conference. That means... One of the evenings, it's going to be a two-day conference, so in between, that night in between, we'll take all the pastors and the leaders through eight hours of worship and intercession. We just want to pass this vision on to uh, churches across India, just, just spending time in worship and intercession before God. So you, you can come, just be a part of the whole thing, what God is doing, uh, and just be there in any of these locations, in Chandigarh, Kolkata, Lucknow, or, or Ahmedabad, just being there. Uh, to seeing spiritual transformation take place in part into the lives of God's people. Uh, so that will continue. Our Bible college will continue. This year we, we're making a change, a shift in our Bible college. We want to make the Bible college more geared for urban youth. Uh, all up uh, until this time, what we've done is our Bible college has been catering to uh, people from villages and uh, semi-urban uh, areas. And so we've been running a two-year program. Uh, what we felt is that um, uh, uh, maybe you know, we are only being 50% effective because all our teaching is still in English. Uh, and they don't understand English very well. So what we are communicating to them, uh, I'm not saying it's not good, but we're losing a lot in, in transmission. And so what we said is we will make our Bible college here in Bangalore geared towards urban people. So this year in our July batch, we'll be taking in young people from urban areas across India Young and old people, so we're not restricting, no restriction age. The two-year program will be geared towards people who can speak good English and will focus and impart into their lives. And then what we will do is we'll have regional smaller colleges in the local languages where we can actually impart 
into young people, into people who want to be trained uh, from those areas. So what we've done, like a short-term Bible college in Champa, Chhattisgarh. Uh, we will go back to Chhattisgarh. We'll probably look at uh, Rajasthan as well and do short-term colleges there. But we'll do it in the language of the people. So we'll do it in Hindi. So that way, uh, at least we make sure, you know, 80% of what we're saying gets through. And they can absorb that uh, and then be equipped to serve the Lord. So we're just changing our strategy in terms of equipping people for ministry uh, this year, just, just based on what we've been learning over the years. Um, so that's part of our missions. Our publications will continue to go all across India. Uh, we're, I think, five, six different languages the publications go, and just a huge blessing to people. Uh, new books will come out this year. Our television will continue on God TV all across India. When we go, people are watching our programs uh, and, and are being blessed through the God TV program, and it's also on a couple of other cable channels as well. So those tel that television will go on. The quality of our programs are, are, are steadily increasing, and it gives us access to all of Asia. Uh, people are watching our, our programs. That, that outreach will continue. Uh, in terms of strengthening the church inside here locally, a couple of things. We have our men's conference happening this month. But we don't, this year we don't want to do it just as a men's conference. We want to kind of take it forward and make it into more of a men's ministry. So uh, uh, we've got David and uh, Roshan who are kind of working out a plan for that so that we can actually uh, strengthen the men in the church. And build men up. Um, the other nice thing that's coming up this year is there's something for women as well. In August, we're going to have a women's conference uh, happening this year. We used to have that a couple of years ago. Stopped it for a while in between. This year, we're picking it up again. So there's going to be a two-day women's conference, August 15th, 16th. Uh, it's in your calendar. Uh, uh, and uh, Lindsay and others are working on that. They'll put that together for us. Uh, the other things uh, will continue our life groups. We will continue to strengthen life groups. If you'd like to start a life group, we have life group leaders training for the year, planned out for the year. We want to encourage new life group leaders, whether you're youth or family or adults. We want to train more life group leaders and, uh, and help them have uh, meetings in their homes or in smaller groups uh, and uh, where we can disciple people and strengthen people. Uh, so life groups will be strengthened. Uh, there's a new strategy being uh, taking place for the young people. Uh, Melky, Melky Zinek, who serves here, he is heading that up. Uh, we have uh, our youth leaders from various locations who will be nurtured very, very purposefully so that they could uh, then work with more young people uh, in our churches and uh, in, in our city as well. So that will also be strengthened um, this year, the, the youth ministry uh, part of it. Uh, Pastor Jakes will continue to build up. The uh, worship teams at all our locations, because we need each location has its own worship team, uh, that's being built up and strengthened as well. Uh, uh, and we'll have strong worship happening as we continue to seek the Lord. Um, the other things, the kids conference, the youth camp, uh, the church camp, all of that has been planned and scheduled. It's in your calendar. Don't miss it. Be there for those conferences. Uh, uh, and, uh, and, and just come and enjoy God's presence uh, and the ministry of God's word. Now, where are we going? Ask your neighbor, man, where are we going? Where is all this taking us? Yeah, I just forgot to mention, one of the things that I want to see happen here in our central is um, sometime middle of the year, I want to start an 830 service. Okay? 
I actually told Pastor Jake and the team last year itself, I gave them one and a half years advance notice. <laughs> I said, guys, be ready. Middle of 2014, we're going to start an 8.30 a.m. service. Uh, uh, but for that, I want to see the 10.30 service packed. It's got to give us a reason to start an earlier service. Right? So my first goal is to see um, this service packed with people and then start an earlier morning service uh, so that we could just, just keep expanding, just keep growing, just have more room for more people, right? Uh, so we will, hopefully, middle of the year, we will, we will get that going. Now, what are we really pursuing after? Yesterday, I was just going through my laptop, looking at all, all the sermons I've been preaching since 2004. And uh, I, I came upon a message that I preached August of 2008. That's five years ago, more than five years ago. And the title of that sermon was, What Am I After? So I kind of looked into that sermon, and uh, there were three points in that sermon. Those of you remember it. The first one was a deeper level of intimacy with God. What are we after? A deeper intimacy with God. That's what we're after. Amen? We're not here just to have fun and just to have church. But we're here to get closer and closer and closer and more and more intimate with our gods. The second point in that sermon was an authentic steady flow of the supernatural in signs, wonders, and miracles. What are we after? You want to see an authentic Steady flow of the supernatural. We want to see the power of God on display. So why is that important? Because that's the way Jesus did it. When he came and he ministered, that's the way he did it. He healed the sick, he cast out devils, he worked miracles, and he manifested the glory of God. And we are called to be his imitators. So that's the second thing. And we as a church are contending for and pressing and saying, God, we want the authentic, steady flow of the supernatural released through every believer. Amen? Through every believer. Jesus intended it for every believer. Not just for one or two, but every believer. So we are contending. Say, God, we want to see every child of yours so intimate with you, walking close with you, Secondly, being a channel of your power, ministering it out to people. Amen? Everyone. Can you imagine what an impact we'll have on the city of Bangalore? What impact we'll have when you go into your schools, your colleges, your places of work, and God's supernatural power is being released through you. Or out on the streets, or in the malls, in the restaurants. That's what God wants. See, so we're contending for that. And lastly, we want to raise a church of influence. That was the third point, building a church of influence. A church that will truly be salt and light in our city, a voice to our nation and to the nations. So what are we after? Where are we going? One, we're going into a place of greater closeness with the Lord. 
deeper intimacy with God. We want to walk with God as Jesus walks. Jesus said, whatever I see the Father do, that's what I do. Whatever I hear him say, that's what I speak. That's the way he walked with God. We need, we need to walk with the Father that way. A place of intimacy, closeness with the Lord. Secondly, we are journeying into a place where we'll have an authentic manifestation and a steady flow of the supernatural. Signs, wonders, healings, miracles, deliverance. And we don't have to be spooky spiritual to make that happen. Amen? We just have to be his channels. So God just, just does it. You don't have to be weird or abnormal. In fact, the normal life is to manifest the power of God. Just be normal. Just pray. God answers and God does things. And that's for all of us believers. And third, we want to be a church of influence. We want to be influencing our city and every sphere of society, whether arts or entertainment or media or government or sports or education or technology or business or whatever it is. And we have God's people making a difference, being a church of influence in our city, in our nation, and in the nations. That's where we are going. Amen? Let's journey into this together. Amen? It's not going to happen overnight. We're going to be faithful to the course. To stay the course. God will take us there. Amen? We take a few moments, please, just to pray before the Lord. Or oh, whatever is spoken to your heart this morning. Maybe you were challenged to enlarge and expand and hold nothing back in certain areas of your life. Would you just pray before the Lord and say, God, I ask you for the grace to do that. I ask you for the strength and the empowering to do that. Whatever the Lord spoken to you this morning. Whatever the Holy Spirit inspired into your heart this morning, would you take a moment to pray, please? Father, we just thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence. And here this morning, God, as we pray before you, thank you that you hear our prayer. That you empower us, Lord, by your Spirit. To see your work released in our lives and through our lives. Father, I just pray for your grace, your empowering on each one's life. That we will be fruitful for the kingdom of God. In every area, Lord, that we will be fruitful. Because Jesus, you said, in this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit. This is how my Father is glorified, by you being fruitful. And so I pray the blessing of fruitfulness, barrenness broken off, and the purpose of God being released in each of our lives. Father, even as we 
begin a new week as we go back to our schools, our colleges, our places of work. We pray we'll go forth with vision, with passion. Expecting you to do the things you've spoken to us of this morning, God. Father, I pray you'll raise up a generation of men and women who will be carriers of your glory out in every sphere of society. That the beauty of God, that the wisdom of God, that the excellence of God, that the intelligence of God, that the power of God will be released and manifested through our lives wherever we go. Make us a people who will glorify your name and show forth your praises wherever we go, Lord. And use each one of us, Father, to be fruitful for your kingdom, that through us the powers of darkness will recede and people will be brought out of darkness into the marvelous light of God. This year we are asking, oh God, for an abundance of souls to be gathered in to the kingdom. Use us, oh Lord, in our city to turn our city upside down. Use us, Lord, to gather souls into the kingdom. Unashamedly, boldly, bringing people into the kingdom of God so that souls will be saved and disciples will be made. Whether it's in our schools or colleges or in the high places of government or education, wherever, that we will be your witnesses. Use us, O oh God. Enlarge and expand us, we pray. Even as you've spoken. In an overflowing measure, as you said. Enlarge and expand us, we pray. We thank you, Father, for doing this, not only for us as individuals, but for us as a church. We agree together and we say in Jesus' name, Amen. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also, visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.